Say what? Hello and welcome back. It's time for Say What, where we hear from those connected to the industry about what's going on in our world of electrical apprenticeship. And this includes topics that you have suggested to us. So please keep those coming. I am Cindy Sanderfer, your host, joined by Todd Stafford, the Executive Director of the Electrical Training Alliance. We have partnered with A.M. Crawford, Inc., um, to develop grant opportunities for all the JTCs and AJTCs. Today, we are going to spend more time with Andrea and Valerie to learn more about this fantastic opportunity. So will you all, like, how did you, and I'm, this is for both of you, like, how did you get involved in grant writing? Andrea, I'll let you start. How did, how did that come about for you in your life? Well, I was a development director for a large homeless services provider in New York City. Um, and the majority of what I did for that organization was um, institutional fundraising. It was grant a lot of, you know, grants research and grant writing to raise funds for those programs throughout New York City and actually the whole tri-state area. Um, and I really love that. I was an English major. I've always loved to write. I've always loved words. Um, and it was the, my favorite part of the job is, you know, I did some major donor work. I did some corporate sponsorship stuff and events, but my favorite part was really that, that grant writing work. Um, and I um, decided at one point to take a little bit of a sabbatical and moved to Sicily for six months, which is where I'm from, or my family's from originally. And I, I quit my job and my, my um, vice president, my boss at that time said, would you be interested in, in doing some grant writing for us when you're in Sicily and just, you know, kind of staying connected to the organization, but as a consultant. And I was like, sure, you know, I hadn't, I can work a few hours every day and that would work just great for me. And I started doing that just kind of as a sabbatical activity to keep me, you know, involved in my fundraising career. Um, and then I just kept getting referrals. You know, she referred me to another client and they referred me and, you know, eventually I was a grant writer, independent <laughs> grant writer. Um, and it just kind of, you know, I only for we were only there for about six it months. It doesn't we came, matter. You just tag. Yeah, it's too late. Right. Like we're judging in a. Yeah. We're just in you know way. jealous. Yeah, right. that's all this right. is. Oh, it's it sounds a lot more romantic <laughs> than it was at the time. I was working at one of those um, internet cafes. You know, and it was like all these elderly Sicilian men like gambling on the computer while I was, you know, writing these very intense proposals. I mean, it was crazy, but it was. So it sounds a lot more um carefree and you know glamorous yeah. in a way it was you know it was great it was great but cool. um that's how I got involved mm -hmm. that's great Valerie what about you how did you get into this grant writing world well I had worked for a, a nonprofit organization for about 10 years um just working my way up I started out um processing donations that came in the mail and taking the checks to the bank and then um, eventually was um, the director of a, an office in Santa Cruz with, I think, maybe about 20 people by the time I left um, 10 years later. And I went to school for 
a master's in organizational development when I left um, the nonprofit position um, because I really wanted to, I felt like I had a, a good sense of what it was like to work at that particular nonprofit, but I wanted to know what other places were like. And so I went and got this degree and learned more about just how organizations work, how nonprofit organizations work. And then when I finished that, I wanted to, you know, be a consultant so I could work with many different nonprofits and get a broader experience. And I started looking for different ways to do that. And um, a couple of different people mentioned to me grant writing mm -hmm. and how it's a great way to get involved in nonprofits. They always need grant writers. And okay. I love to write and I love to, you know, learn how different places work and their programs. So I started doing a little grant writing. And shortly after I started doing a little grant writing, I met Andrea through a colleague and um, we started working together and doing more and more projects together until um, I eventually, you know, became a staff member at AM Crawford. That's such a nice story. Now, were you in Sicily with her or? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a great idea. <laughs> well, I, I try to think how we can this, I know. But we would need to, so the next time we meet with you, it should really be there to get the full experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm just making sure. Well, you guys have, we've had the privilege of getting to know you. I know Todd spent more time with you than I have, but you've got this incredible team assembled. How does that influence the work that you do at AM Crawford? You know, our team is diverse in terms of backgrounds, um, in terms of skill sets. You know, we have some really amazing um, researchers on our team. We've got fantastic writers. Other people are really great editors. Um, some, you know, people who are really great just with clients. Um, so I think we feel really confident. We're, you know, we're a small business, but we're growing and we feel really confident in this sort of breadth of skill sets that we have. Um, we're also diverse geographically. You know, we have people on the West Coast, um, on the East Coast that have worked with a lot of clients in the Southeast. We've worked with a lot of clients in the um, um, West Coast, we've got Tom in New York City. So we feel like we have we cover a lot of geographic area and and each of those team members have worked with nonprofits in those geographic areas, which all, you know, as you all know from working with JTCs, um, things are really different in different regions. Um, so I think that we have a lot of confidence in our ability to either you know, understand those regions and the, the communities that we're trying to support um, or find the resources, you know, that that can support those. Very well said. Know. I've said the same thing as well, Andrew, as well. Noticing about your staff as far as work you do are very diverse as far as geographic as mm -hmm. well as the makeup and backgrounds, what we see. But everyone has great communication mm -hmm. organizational skills. Everybody there, which I love. Great asset for all organizations when you do that. Absolutely. And Valerie, I guess it's great being a part of the team, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good team to be a part of. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I really like working with Am Crawford because I like to work with other people. I don't really want to work alone. Um, and we have a nice group of people to work with who all like to work that way. 
Yeah, when we were in, in Clearwater at the regional, a mm -hmm. lot of your team was there. So it was really nice to, not only did we get to interact with you, right. but I think you guys had some kind of maybe team meeting or something while you were there. So it was nice to see you all getting that mm -hmm. chance to be together mm -hmm. since you are coming from so many parts of the country. It was such a great opportunity for us to not just meet the ETA team, which was fantastic, um, and to all be together in person, um, but for our team to to talk a little bit more about you know our goals as a um, as a firm and our core values. That's the other thing that we didn't mention is that we do have a set of corporate tenants and core values that everyone you know when they come to work for us we try to communicate those really clearly. And um, I think that helps also, um, you know, we to ensure that those that we're, um, that we're recruiting onto our team either has those same values or is interested in cultivating those values. Um, and I think our clients appreciate that too. You can tell. I think that's something you can feel mm -hmm. when when there, a team shares those those core values and, in your case, brings so many different skill sets. So what was your first experience with the electrical industry? Well, um, my first experience with the electrical industry was um, shortly after I had moved uh, back to Florida in 2018. I was looking for some new clients here. I had some availability, and I met... Uh, Electrical Training Alliance of Jacksonville and Danny Van Sickle was looking for a grant writer, and I responded to um, his posting. He had he had was looking for someone through the Grant Professionals Association, which is um, a community of practice that many of our consultants belong to. Um, we also give back to and participate in very closely. Um, so. I had found out about that through GPA and went down and met Danny and the trustees. Um, I had never really thought much about electricians before other than when things weren't working, which I think is for a lot of people. Um, and I was just really impressed by one, the way that he explained and the trustees explained the program that this is a way for um, people to get a career and lift themselves out of poverty with no student loan debt, a job and benefits on the first day, um, and a really good paying stable lifestyle, not just for them, but for their families for generations to come. And I just thought this is such a great story and a great client and grant funders are going to be so interested in this. So I was really excited when I got the contract with ETAJ mm -hmm. and they had they had received some grants in the past um, but it had the ones they had been receiving had kind of run out and we started out and it took a, a little while an investment on their part of time and money just getting ready to apply for grants right. because you have to get some paperwork in order um, there are just some steps you kind of have to go through but they were willing to do that and we applied for a few. We, you know, got a few that we didn't win, but we developed some good language in the process. And then we had a couple of very small wins. And we kind of waited a little bit longer until we saw an opportunity with the Florida Department of Education. 
and it was a, a larger opportunity. We had already done the preparation, so we only had a month to apply, but we were ready. And we got a really good application together and um, we won that, that it was a several, uh, over, I think that first one was over a hundred thousand dollars that they were able to get new training equipment, um, pay for their instructors, books for their pre-apprentices. And yeah, we've kept working with them since then. And now we've raised more than $850,000 for wow. their JATC. Yeah, thank you for that. Outstanding. That's incredible. Yeah. And I, I think that idea of getting to know, and I'm, you know, I'm not proficient in grant writing. It scares me um, to be on like trying to do it. I can't even imagine, but you develop that relationship with the client. You get to know them, get to know who they are. And I would suggest, you know, even if you do have those that you don't win, all that time together working through it would seem like that would kind of prepare you for anything that's coming in the future and make it I'm going to use the word easier, and I'm really hesitant to use that word, but I, I would think it would make it somewhat easier for professionals, like people like yourselves, you know, to be able to jump in there and then just kind of start grabbing all those other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Maybe easier to Absolutely. understand. I execute easier to understand. That, that's right? what I meant. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we're learning more and more with each proposal that we complete for ETA. One thing I did want to mention, you asked about Valerie's experience. You know, we have two grant writers on our team, Rhonda and um, Patty, who also have kind of personal experience. Rhonda's father was um, an electrical engineer um, and he designed power plants or helped design power plants um, for the naval class of nuclear aircraft carriers for all from oh. 19, during the 60s all the way through the oh. 90s. Oh. Um, oh and Patty was a broadcast engineer. She was one of the very first female broadcast engineers in San Francisco during the 60s and 70s and was oh. an IBW member during that time. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And you got a tie in there. We didn't know it, right? It's but every, just, one of every 300 people you walk down the street and meet has got a tie to IBW. So. Right. I yeah. I mean, it, it just, those kind of connections, those yeah. moments, I don't know what, not butterflies, but whatever it is, <laughs> warm fuzzies, you just mm -hmm. think, well, wow, that's so cool. We would have never known that. And then you get to know people and find mm -hmm. these connections. Um, so you mentioned Valerie specifically talking about Jacksonville, mm -hmm. but you've worked with a few JTCs now. What's that been like for you um, working with them? It's been fantastic for us. I mean, like I said, every every JTC we work with, we learn a little bit more. Um, we just completed a couple of grants for the um, Department of Education, is it? Or I can't remember, it, the, it's DCED in Pennsylvania. Um, one was for York. Um, and that was funded. Um, I know we were all really excited about that one because that was not only funded, but um, the governor of Pennsylvania made a specific announcement just right. about that grant, which was for our team, that was so exciting because we've had, um, you know, press releases go out in the past about grants that we've been involved with, but never one press release just highlighting a grant that we worked on. So that was, we get really happy about those types of things as grant you should, writers. You should be. That's pretty yeah. unique. That's pretty unique to be recognized for that. And it should be. So very well. yeah, I was, you mm -hmm. should. Yeah, mm -hmm. very much so feel proud. And I mean, because the time and energy and effort 
um, and skills that you put mm -hmm. into that. I mean, you should be very Thanks. excited and yeah. To be recognized like mm -hmm. that from yeah. the governor's office was just super cool. Um, we also just completed a, a grant to that same, um, that, that same or, or, or office in Pennsylvania um, for the Philadelphia JTC and that we're still waiting to hear back on. It looks good, but we haven't gotten the official word on that right. one yet. Um, we submitted a $25,000 grant for Denver. Um, this is a bank grant, so a corporate foundation um, for their program at Sheridan High School. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so we, we had a really good experience. Rhonda worked with Dan, is it Dan Hendricks, I believe, mm -hmm. um, on that. Um, and he gave us some really good feedback about working with our team. So Very good. Good. So it sounds like and you're also working with people in different areas, which is really, really great. Like, you know, getting that idea of because talked about every JTC is a little different. So that's great. And, and different grants. Valerie worked on a partnership grant that I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that. So sure. in, in the two cases that I, I or three cases rather that I just talked about York, Philly and Denver, we were just working on one grant for one JTC. Mm -hmm. um, Valerie worked on a big federal grant for it, which was a partnership between a few JTCs mm -hmm. oh. and the Alliance actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was with um, Daytona Beach, Gainesville, and Jacksonville, and it was, um, there were a couple of different focuses of that grant to increase training in uh, renewable energy, electrical vehicle charging stations, and solar, and this, which was a, a big interest of the Economic Development Agency, and it was really nice working with the three JTCs together, and I could see that being something to do in the future with, you know, a, a larger JTC or maybe an, an urban JTC and some rural JTCs. I think there's some good opportunities there to um, partner together and work on a, a grant together, and then hopefully win some funds that can be distributed between, you know, two or three or four different. JTCs. That's the goal. I, th I think that'll happen. That's the goal. No yeah. doubt, so. so what are the most important factors mm -hmm. in seeking a grant? And I'm, I'm thinking just basics, uh, if you will, like mm -hmm. what are, what are things that, you know, the factors for seeking those? That's, you know, we talk a lot <laughs> about grant readiness right. um, and we're really hoping to work with um, any given JTC that is grant ready. Um, and, also, at the same time, help those that are not grant ready or have never written a grant before get to that point. So we're really trying to kind of, you know, provide uh, capacity building support to those that may have never written a grant, don't know what they need to get in order. Um, those are things like, you know, organization budgets, um, clear statements of need, um, audits if it's appropriate, mm -hmm. or just financials, whether that be, you know, your last year's P&L or um, uh, your balance sheets, you know, things that, and oftentimes we help organizations get those things in what we consider to be um, a really good looking 
organization budget, for example, it's not with all of your accounting codes and all that. It's just really <laughs> simple that anyone can, you know, one page, look at it and understand, you know, where you're getting money from and what that money is going toward. Um, there's so much more than that, though. Like, what, no. what else am I missing? You know, org um, charts, right. key bios, these things that generally grant proposals ask for. Is there right. anything, Valerie, I'm sure I, I just kind of glossed over, but. I think it's different. It's different at each, you know, for each grant. And, you know, if it's a federal grant, we can help get the, um, the SAM number, the grants.gov registration, which, you know, it can be complicated or confusing sometimes to do if you're only doing it one time. But luckily we have people on our team who know how to guide people through that process. So, yeah, I think it's really what we like to do is, is be the experts at grant writing and you all are the experts at the work that you do. So we like to come in and work with other, you know, professionals doing what they do best. And we help with the part that we can do best, which is telling you how to get all these forms together, right. putting them all in place and filling out the grant application and getting it in. Right. Well said, Valerie. But well said, because that's exactly the point about why we're trying to build the partnership here, just for that reason, because yeah. majority of our programs, we, we don't have the time. It's not our expertise, right. not right. the area of work we do. So this is a great partnership all the way around for that reason. So well said. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, just the and I kind of wanted to ask that and you did exactly what I was hoping mm -hmm. you would do is this idea of there is a lot to it. And yet, when you're working with someone who this is their mm -hmm. expertise, then you can kind of, I mean, there's still going to be some work, process. but you're you know, able you to can walk, walk through. Somebody can walk you through the process, what we need to do. We don't even know where to start. And Valerie and Andrea definitely have the expertise and the knowledge and right. experience to show us where to go. And that's exactly what it's for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So JTCs are listening. Mm -hmm. What types of grants are available for a JTC, a JTC? There are so many. I mean, right now at the federal level, there's so much focus on apprenticeships. As you all know, we're um, working on a couple of big grants right now with the um, Apprenticeship Building America grant. Um, there are like a Department of, of Education and Workforce Development grants in every state, um, in many counties. Then there are this, you know, then, then there is this huge pot of philanthropic funds, foundations that are focused on clean energy, workforce development, youth development, um, veterans programs. Like this is what this is what we hope to do, or we hope to be for the ET or for JTCs around the country and for the alliance to know what opportunities are out there and put the puzzle pieces together. Um, right and you know kind of pitch those ideas to any given JATC or to the alliance um there's a lot to answer your question <laughs> and in many different um sectors let's say right and that's oh go ahead Valerie I'm so sorry okay so I think pre-apprenticeship is going to be a big one you know if a JATC wants to start a pre-apprenticeship program or to expand with another class in a pre-apprenticeship program. There's plenty of grants that are there to, to get the, the cost to get that going with, you know, whether that's getting the, the trainers in place or 
the instructor salaries, um, because pre-apprenticeships are such a good um, pathway into apprenticeships and an opportunity for different people to try out a career who might not otherwise um, be the first people to come and register. Well, that's a great point as well. The pre-apprenticeship for us is so critical for the reason you just spoke, and that's getting exposure to our industry before you get involved mm -hmm. to know that it's going to be a fit. That's, that's mm -hmm. a great idea for that. But also the fact that pre-apprenticeship to prepare somebody for apprenticeship program, by its definition, um, educational concept there and training that we just never get access point to. And JDC's getting a grant for this process helps them find a way to fund it because how we're funded a lot of ways, the, the resources are not there with somebody working to pay the, the, the bill to be able to do that. They all, that money's already going to train apprentices. Mm -hmm. How can you pull money out of the apprentice training to go to pre-apprenticeship training whenever you're not supposed to do that? So right. the grant is a big, big benefit for a lot of programs trying to get started. And I think once they do see the value of the pre-apprenticeship program, it'll be something easily to convince others to start as well as keep mm -hmm. the program going. So thank you very much. Well said. Yeah. yeah, and kind of a that was another one of those questions where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, what does it take to do a grant and mm -hmm. then what grants are available? Mm -hmm. Well, the whole point is there's things you have to do to be mm -hmm. grant ready, as mm -hmm. you pointed out, and then to figure out how to even begin to get grant mm -hmm. ready. And then there's also all these opportunities. Nobody wants to try to figure that out themselves, mm -hmm. right? It's not if I'm the JTC doing all of the business of a JTC, which is a lot to try to go out and figure mm -hmm. out what do I need to do to be grant ready? What grants are available? I mean, that's consuming in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So working with someone like you, really takes that burden off. So if a program, a, a JTC, AJTC is on the fence <laughs> about working with you, what would you like them to know? I guess here's your chance, right? To tell them what is it they should know um, and why should they come work with you all? I think first and foremost is that the AMC team really tries to make this as turnkey and easy as possible. As you all have kind of touched on, Grant seeking um, and developing grant proposals can be a really arduous process. Um, and we try to take on the, the bulk of that. You know, we try to uh, do the hardest parts, you know, which is reading through these uh, RFPs in detail, you know, picking out the fine points, making sure that um, that our our proposal is really compelling and matches the um, criteria and you know the the areas that are have the most points let's say have the potential to earn the most points during um, the review process we try to focus on those um, and make sure they're really really strong um, I think that again we try to be really uh, easy to work with but also, I don't want to say fun to work with, but um, we try to, you know, not take the scary. Cindy, you mentioned, like, I don't know anything about grants and the, they scare me, you know, yeah. we try to make it as um, not scary as possible. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I like the fun. I think you, I mean, I, I'm a huge advocate for the fact that we work mm -hmm. a lot. We, there's a lot we do. We've got to have fun while we do it. So I think mm -hmm. if you can make grant writing and that whole process enjoyable. Um, not to say it's not work. No, I'm not saying it's not there. work. Yeah. yeah, the fear factor is not there because right. our programs, I would say it's about all of our training directors. By that I can say all of them is a general statement. They're, they're overworked, mm -hmm. have a load of responsibility already, don't have the time to learn something new. And 
their business model already encompasses and takes care of what they have. So how, why don't I go start something new? I got mm-hmm. enough on my plate here to start over where I'm at. And having somebody walking through the process is, eases the fear factor. Yeah. Takes mm-hmm. away the unknown. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I took Absolutely. some notes when you presented. You all presented mm-hmm. at the regional seminar in Clearwater. So I took some notes, and I'm looking at those now. Um, and you said some mm-hmm. of the benefits were the efficiency, the ease of doing business, the peace of mind, which you've mentioned. Thank you. Um, vetted professionals. Uh, so your leaders in the field, you've talked just, just the two of you've talked about your experiences. So then you take the whole team and, um, all the diversity that you have, um, whether it's location or experience, um, you keep your fingers on the pulse. So you kind of know what's going on and, and what's happening. And then I probably the one that might appeal most, uh, to a lot of the, the programs is the professional fees, are paid by the ETA. So thank you for mentioning that. that. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's huge because it's like, okay, and all that, you know, because there is some work involved, but you guys make it Mm -hmm. fun and you know what you're doing. So you can kind of take that, the fear Mm -hmm. and and make it easy, um, as, as easy as something like that can be. But then also this idea of, okay, now we're just about getting money for you because the professional fees are being taken care of. That's part of our agreement. I want to do that as far as helping local programs, because one of the largest benefits of grant participation in our industry as a whole is a lot of our industries don't have the budget to even plan grants, much less mm-hmm. implement them, execute them, whatever they do, they don't have the money to pay a grant writer to start out. So we have to find a way to actually supplement their ability to participate. Mm-hmm. That's what we can do. And uh, for that, we, we're agreeing to fund it just for that reason, help out the program. Yes, the larger programs can handle it, they can do it on their own and do great jobs at sure. it already, but a lot of places can't, which is why we want to make sure we take care of that cost. Right. Yeah, the idea is everybody, right? right? Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. So everybody it's also gets it. hard to find grant writers yes, um, that mm-hmm. are, you know, mm-hmm. certified in their field, that have mm-hmm. a lot of experience with any given organization, that understand what the challenges are, um, that know where to find the pot of money. These things take a lot of time to build that relationship. So it's nice to have um, that team already in place and available. And the JTC doesn't have right. to go find that on their own. Yeah. Like, I'm like, where do you, you know, again, I was at a, a JTC. So it's like, yeah, where do you even start? Like, I mean, what do you do a Google search, like grant writer, you know, who knows what you could get. So I think it's just another part of the value um, that we have. And in fact, I wanted, you guys mentioned um, Dan from Denver and he wasn't, he was going to join us so that he could share you know, firsthand experience mm-hmm. of working with you all. And, um, mm-hmm. but he, the biggest thing he said, he said he was extremely happy, um, very, very happy with the experience of working with AM Crawford and said that you all did a great job. So, you know, just wanted to, to share those thoughts from Dan, who mm-hmm. was again, apologetic that he couldn't, you know, Dan couldn't probably be watch and tell Dan, thank you as well. <laughs> yes. But uh, coming from Dan, from a brother, I can say this is, you don't get a lot of compliments from Dan. You do good. So. <laughs> Dan, what we're saying yeah, is yeah, when yeah. you say something, yeah. we know it's true. So exactly. for you to say they did a great job and we know that's true. So, you know, it's just one testimony. I'm sure we could that's really nice. go to several others. That's great to hear. Yeah. I hope, you know, after developing a number of, you know, additional grants that will have that feedback from many other JTCs, because we, I can tell you from our standpoint, we really, really love working with each JTC that we've Great. had the, you know, the good luck of partnering with so far. Well, thank yeah. you. Hopefully we see all of them before we're done. Good. Yeah. 
So we'll, you know, if, if anyone's listening or watching and you're interested in finding out more. Grant ready. Let's, yeah, get, get how to get ready. grant ready, what that even means. Like right. we, we just did some surface level mm. talking, but, you know, the team at AM Crawford is more than willing mm. to, to get in, talk about it and see what opportunities. And you talked about all these different levels. You know, it could be something mm. just in your area, your region, your state, mm-hmm. you know, that's available. And so finding, having all of that experience at your fingertips is a, Pretty fantastic thing. So we want everybody to take advantage of this and reach out and um, talk to A.M. Crawford about what they can do to help you. We'll be continuously sending out a lot of information about how to participate, how to get grant ready, all this, all the information will be coming. We'll be putting that out continuously. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that. But thank you so much. I'm going to say we, we went through that. Andrea has been Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. So, but but it is Andrea. We did establish that. But thank yes. you, Andrea and Valerie, for sharing some time with us, and certainly for all you're doing for the programs across the country. We really, really appreciate you all and and all the work you've done to dig in and understand who we are and and what you can do to help. And as you said, as you learn one thank program, you. one thing about it, you learn that we're all different. But everyone's going to tell you they're a little bit different, which is fine. Well, it's, <laughs> We're all a little bit different, but we're all under the basic umbrella yeah. of the Electrical Training Alliance. Right. So we'll figure it out. All right. Well, thank yes, you all so will. much. Todd, I'm grateful to you and mm-hmm. I think Mark and Pam and whoever else was involved in this process of, of getting to know A.M. Crawford. But what you've talked to them a lot, but did anything stand out to you today, you know, hearing from them? Uh, the, Hoping the, the programs understand that this grant process is for them. It's not benefit electrical training lines. You know, we generate curriculum sales, but we're, we're going to do that anyway. That's what our job mission is anyhow. But understanding that the local program, this is about the local program. not have to pay the fees. Apply for grants, either it may be a municipal grant, maybe a state grant. Or it may work in a process where AMC can participate. I'm not saying they can work on every grant process that comes up available now. We have to kind of manage their time along with what we have, what's going to be in progress. So... How that's going to be determined is how the programs get grant ready. Mm -hmm. The programs that are grant ready are the ones that have to take the least amount of work from AMC to get them up to speed to apply for the grant. Won't be as well uh, or as quick to be used as somebody's already grant ready. So the local programs get grant ready. Uh, There'll be a a process to qualify how to be a grant ready, how to get all your forms, your qualifications, your budgets, everything that Andrea spoke about that is here. what has to be done? We'll lay it out exactly in the process by contacting us. We'll you see public, you wait for publication of us to go out to see everybody uh, what, what they need to do. But one takeaway is that, okay, it's not about them having to pay funds to support a group. That's not what it's about. We'll take care of that cost. It's about the program to participate so they can receive funds, be able to do training mm-hmm. for local programs, which they're and helping the apprentice. Because every dollar saved helping that apprentice saves a our industry and helps the apprentice learn as much more. That's what our mission is about. So that's what I get out of it. More than anything else, Andrew didn't really hit on it hard. She talked a lot about it. Not much emphasis would I would like to see. I love to see the emphasis on the programs getting grant ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some qualifications. There are programs I've spoken to since our initial consult with uh, AMC about wanting to participate, and uh, they're on 04 standards, which don't have oh. a lot of pre-apprenticeship stuff we have available. So you got to get the local program may have some stuff to take care of as well, not just the the qualification on the grant side we're going to put up, but also the local program's got to get ready. Right. They may, they're not have the latest standards adopt them. Let's, get them, let's adopt them. Because uh, that's what we'll use. Because we'll go after, I don't know, maybe for industry needs, for example, for an inner city youth pre-apprenticeship program. Well, we got a qualification pathway in apprenticeship now in the 2019 standards just for that reason. So right. we can do that. Right. If you don't have 2019, it's kind of hard to participate. So getting grant ready is going to be huge. Right. 
And and knowing, I think the one stop shop, if you will, was something that yeah. stood out to me. Like not only right. are you know the fees, the professional fees are covered, so that's done. You mentioned that, mm -hmm. and then also this idea: these people are you know this this company, the individuals, they're vetted. So it's like you're not having to find out who to go to. Go to them. Your professional fees are paid, mm -hmm. and they can give you all the information you need and work with you mm -hmm. and find all this stuff. You know, find everything out. Do all right. the hard work, the research, the behind the scenes, and then come to you with, okay, here's what we need to do. Right. And again, not that it's easy. And it's not going to be easy. And unfortunately, unfortunately, just start. We're just starting. As we ramp up the process and capabilities, we'll be able to take on more load. No way mm -hmm. we can apply for more and do more. It's going to take a learning curve right. to get our programs ready, as well as AMC ready, and personnel, the staff mm -hmm. and hold. We'll be able to do more, you know, year two, three down the road than we can do this year because we're ramping up the build. Programs aren't ready. We're not ready. Financially ready. It's a lot of growth we've got to get there. But um, programs can, can contact us. We'll get AMC if it works process-wise. And it, I don't want to discourage program applying, but we just probably can't accept all of them to come to us to start off with. Sure. I wish we could, but we probably can't do it the first year, the first few months. But we'll get there. It'll take time. So. Get Grant ready. Right. Those that are more qualified will be, be the first ones to worry with. Right. But Valerie kind of said, you yes. know, she was speaking about just the one experience with Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But the idea is it's every time it may not be a win, if you will, but it's yeah. the fact that you're building all of this information right. to where you're, it's easier. I'm not saying easy again, mm -hmm. but then each time it gets a little more fluid. Right. And you kind of get through it. So same thing to you, if, even if the first time they can't work with you. That doesn't mean that the next time they can't. So it's, you know, it's just that right. keep trying, keep building it. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, thank you so much mm -hmm. to Andrea and Valerie and to the entire AMC Crawford team for your commitment to helping our industry. Uh, thanks to you, the listeners. I hope this one, you know, kind of gave you some ideas and mm -hmm. some some thoughts, opportunities to, uh, to help your program and to get involved um, in getting grant ready. We're going to say that again. Um, but thanks for taking time to join us and listen. Don't forget, remember, remember, remember all those things uh, that we want to hear from you. So if there's topics that you want us to cover, send send me an email. Say what? That's S-A-Y-W-A-T-T at electricaltrainingalliance.org. And tell us what you want us to talk about, and we'll do that. Even come be a guest, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. always an option. Um, our next episode will drop in August, and we're going to be coming to you from NTI if all goes well. Um, so that'll actually be recorded at NTI 2022. Um, until then, stay connected with us through our newsletters, blog posts, be sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, stay powered up, and we will see you next time. Say what?